1: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
2: Let's have ourselves a little draft here. Okay. Now,
0: this is a very interesting one, guys. This is hard. We talked about it earlier. The Broncos, most of their starters are decent. They don't have a lot of... Frontline players, but uh, I I think the one spot has got to be easy. The one spot's got to be Miles Garrett. Absolutely. Were we
3: supposed to send some names in on that?
0: No, No. you did
2: not have to send it because for the TV show, I need you all to send it beforehand. For the YouTube one, I like doing it on the fly. Uh,
3: Okay, I was I was confused. I'm like, dang, I missed another. When's gonna be?
0: Is is there gonna be a game this year where Miles Garrett is not the first pick? Um, Uh, I got one. Although, this is an interesting one, although um, we won't debate it too long. You're taking on. C.J. Stroud over Miles? Probably not. No,
2: because you... no, positional value doesn't matter here. Miles is a better... Yeah, but then you
0: guys killed me when I took a kicker. If well, positional well, value doesn't matter... We've changed
3: that. We changed that since then. Okay. We, all are, right. you're the, you're the
0: we've adapted.
2: Just like Kevin Stefanski is going to adapt the game plan this week, we've adapted to <laughs> figure I, things out. But okay, Miles Garrett's, the Miles Garrett's number easy one. number one. That was easy. The rest of this gets in. I think there's... A pretty clear cut number two. Then after that, I think it's. So then weird, that means yeah. Miles
0: Garrett's going to be number one every week. I think so. Right? I mean, yeah. Uh, Jaguars, Rams. So I
4: was thinking Trevor Lawrence, possibly.
0: I'd take Miles over Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Texans, Jets. Taking uh, Jamar Chase over him. Week 17, week 18. Sauce
2: Gardner. Remember huh? we wouldn't trade him for DTR?
0: <laughs> what was that? You got remember? Sauce Gardner. <laughs> so Sauce we wouldn't Mar- trade
2: for DTR, so he can't trade. That's be, right.
0: Remember that? Yeah, that's right. Who
2: was that again? Nick Carnes? We love Nick. We love Nick.
3: Uh, but that was an
2: egregious
3: th- tweet. Now, this is, I want to see what you say because yeah. depending on what you said, based on what you said earlier this week, yeah, this has to be your boy Russell Wilson. Yes. For the, for the number two for spot? For number two. Yeah. yeah. I'm taking Russ number two. And it's crazy. Oh, wow. I, I wouldn't have thought it would have been back up at two that um, quickly, but he's been playing well this I, year. I'm taking Russ two. I mean the 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 Broncos have a an offensive guard
0: who's highly graded on PFF Quinn Merez or however the hell you say his name.
3: We'll, we'll but I feel like a guard. phony
0: picking him because I Yeah, we I don't only know. I, know him because I looked at the PFF
3: grades. I, I would never heard of him before. Hey, by the way, I've never seen any all 22 tape on in this guy. On we'll Quinn Merez.
0: Quinn yeah. Merez. Really,
2: he's really really good. He <laughs> Never. Patrick Sertan. Now he's, he's good. He's in the conversation. That's who I was taking it to.
0: Um and then on the Browns, well, Denzel's hurt, so I can't include him. Right. That's out. what complicates it this week. Right. Is some of these injuries. Yeah,
2: and this is for just so anyone's watching who hasn't seen this. This is for just this week. So injuries be damned. Right, the guys it's what, out. Right for this week. It's it's who I do can't you want for Denzel this game Denzel, a, on playing. I'm I'm, I'm going to go with Russell. I'm, I'm going, with
0: I'm Russell. going with Russell. All right, I'm going to make it a clean sweep. We're going with Russell Wilson.
2: Okay, so two. we have Miles Garrett. And then we have Russell Wilson. I wouldn't
0: have, we wouldn't have guessed that before the season
3: after at all. year
2: no, last year. No.
0: But he's playing very well. I
4: would I would go with another Denver player here. I put Sertan. Sertan yeah, yeah. three. That's,
3: that's what I was thinking. All right, now at four,
0: we got this Quinn Marez of the
3: Broncos. We've got Teller. Amari. Amari Cooper? I'm gonna go with the uh I'm gonna go with the guy that they everyone knows who's running the slant, but they can't stop it. Amari?
4: Yeah. What About Greg Newsome?
3: I would take
0: Emerson over Newsom. I'm sorry. I meant Emerson. I was thinking Emerson and I said yeah. Newsome. <laughs> I'm with G, Amari. I'd say Amari. All right, I'm going with you.
4: The
2: Amari Cooper's four. So it's the very first four picks. So it's a two two split. Easy browns broncos miles garrett one russell wilson two pat sertan three and amari cooper four which is interesting by the way before we get to five that's a quarterback and the guy chasing down the quarterback and a wide receiver db matchup which we're gonna see i'm assuming a lot because pat sertan follows receivers as much as any other db in the league so he's unlike some cornerbacks who just play the left side or the right side yeah Tan shadows receivers, so we're going to see a ton of them. I would the, guess the, we're going to see a ton of them.
4: Steelers did Amari. that a lot last week yeah. with Joey Porter Jr. on Amari quite a bit. Most, yes, of yes. For,
0: all of the first half I think, mm-hmm. quite a bit in the second half. Yep. It was just Porter on Amari. We saw that last night in the Niner. What's the name? Uh, what's Ward's first name? I forgot his na- uh,
3: first Chiver- name. Ch- is it Chevarius or it's one Wonder- of them. <laughs> One of them Zs or yeah. Are you? If you want to learn how to cheat, just say yeah. how black names. Just go be be like Zedarius, right there. <laughs> you just say it quick.
0: Is it Chevarius? What's his first name? Ward on the on the Niners.
2: Ch C H A. Or Ju Chevarius. Ja. Chavarius, Chavarius. Oh, Ch- it could be. He
0: was on DK Metcalf all game and Played he shut him down. Yesterday. But um, I'll tell you, I'm taking number five.
2: Do it, bull. Do A-Rod, it, Rod, baby. Who? Who? You said Alex Rodriguez? I mean D-Rock. <laughs> you, you mean D-Hop. <laughs> he means D-Hop. <laughs>
3: He's I, looking at me like... I,
2: like, oh I was God, like, what, like, like, no. No. I was like what did I just say? <laughs> I was like,
3: What did I just say? I said, this got be an
0: inside joke I goal. said A-Rod
2: <laughs> instead of d hey, 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 Make sure we clip that. Make sure you time <laughs> oh, that. It, that's got
0: to be like a YouTube short right there. He that loves me so much. I thought I was so such a genius saying A-Rod. I got the wrong... I said, is he back?
2: There's not a single letter. You had one of the four letters right. <laughs>
0: You got the O. I <laughs> that's it. You got first. O. By the way, that's a double because first I said Greg Newsom when I met Martin Emerson. <laughs> yeah, and then I met Dustin Hopkins and I said A Rod. I don't know why I said that's A-Rod. the worst mistake. Wow. You've Instead of D Hop. <laughs> I'm looking at you like I'm kind of losing it right now. I'm looking at you like save
3: me.
2: What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> there have been very few moments in the history of UCSS where everyone goes silent. Yeah. <laughs> and we all look around like, did you? I got I got
0: holiday brain right now. <laughs> I was like, dang, man. Uh, they I may need something. to go to the doctor. So you went, to get you checked went out. with
2: Dustin Hopkins, a.k.a. Alex Rodriguez yes. 2.0, a.k.a. the kicker <laughs> for the so Cleveland. He's so great at
0: kicking, he's the Alex Rodriguez of kicking. Oh, my God. Dustin goodness. Hopkins. I'm going Dustin Hopkins. I, five. I
4: can't go that high, although I do think he belongs on the list. Yeah. I can't put him above guys
3: like Cortland Sutton. I was going to go with Cortland Sutton.
0: Yeah. Cortland Sutton is mid, mid, mid
3: here. Yeah, I don't think Cortland Sutton, Cor- is Cor- Sutton. Cor- Cortland Sutton came back this year. Mm. Now, Jerry Judy is mid. Yeah. yeah. All right. right. He's, he's mid Well, I got sauce. outvoted. Cortland Sutton at five.
0: Can I
2: tell you guys a quick Cortland Sutton story real quick? So, Please. he's from Brenham High School in Texas. SMU. Which is, uh, no, SMU's in Dallas. He went to SMU, though. Yes, yeah, from Brenham. You, yeah, mm-hmm. Brenham was the Cubs. And it was a team I covered when I was covering Texas high school football. For a team that was as good as they were, the Cubs and their mascot was a was a Care Bear. You remember Care Bears? Yeah. It was the least imposing mascot in the history of mascots ever in the history of the world. Right. And they were really good, like yeah. state championship level every year. And they ran out of the tunnel with a giant inflatable Care Bear. And it was green. and yeah. it, it was the, the biggest That's contrast. bizarre. And he is huge, by the way. He was yeah. the same size he is now as he was as a 17-year-old kid in high school. And then to see him run out of the Care Bear thing, when everyone else had these intimidating dragons and, right, right. and cougars and lions, and it was just a cute little teddy bear. Well, teddy bear.
0: Around. It's cute and lovable. All right, so Cortland Sutton wins the vote, so put him up there. So he's number Six. five.
2: So top five. We have three Broncos and two Six. Browns so far. I'm
0: going with a <laughs> <laughs> that's high
3: for a
4: kicker. I still can't go that high. I would go JOK. JOK been playing well. He's on my list. I was going to say Wyatt Teller, so now what do we I, do? I, I like Emerson. Wyatt's... What about well, like Emerson? Emerson to me is All the
2: tiebreaker. So my three choices are Dustin Hopkins. Yeah. G went with J-O-K. Yeah. And you went with Teller. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually going to go with JOK here. Slightly above Teller. That's fair. I have D-Hop eight on my list ball. Don't worry. D-Hop's coming. But because you named him A-Rod, I got to deduct points. He got, that's I got to deduct that's points. Fair. It's, it's a you thing. It's not even against Dustin. It's a you I've thing. I've
0: hurt you, Dustin. I apologize. I <laughs> called you A-Rod. I, I, I don't know what happened. My brain is a little bit of jello right now. Uh, might be too much ice cream. I don't know what's happened. But uh, but
3: but I will say uh, D, D-Hop. Um, yeah. He's gonna have an opportunity to kick one from very long away in that thin air. In that thin air, he might. Oh be yeah, but he's to, gonna break a record. He might if he could get enough on it. And have right, we so seen a
4: forecast be, for Sunday. You I, never know. It, I'm, I'm didn't. look it up right it now. It could be six feet of snow, or it could be seventy yeah. and sunny. And I still True. hate playing
3: there. I just don't. Uh, It just feels nasty when we go later. So who got six? Jay. Okay. All right. So
0: seven. Okay,
2: was six, but I think Teller and Hopkins are literally the next two I have on my list outside of MJ Emerson, who's also just give you guys my list. So how
0: about so Teller, then Hopkins. I think the nine and ten should be the next four Browns: Quinn, Merez, and.
2: Mares is really good. Yeah, he, we he needs to be on the Very
0: list. Good. He needs to be on the list. Quinn Mares and Emerson. No, you got Emerson.
2: I mean, you get... asked my personal list. The last four I had. If this is yeah. going off me, but yeah. you guys vote, I had Emerson next. Then I had Hopkins at eight. All right. And then Mares and Teller at nine, ten. And you could tell me one's nine, one's ten. Well,
0: who are we I'm going at seven? Me? Who are we voting for? I'm voting for Hopkins again. And I'm going to stop calling him
2: Mayrod. Where are we? This is number seven. We yeah, just said JOK thing at for six. For a second, so we can I see it. T- I, 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 I would put that mirror-ass dude in there. So we had Miles Garrett one, Russell Wilson two, Pat Sertan three, Amari Cooper four, Cortland Sutton five, JOK six. So we're at a three-three split through six picks. Right. Oh, and we put Anthony Wyatt put Teller put Wyatt so. Teller. That's my bad. Anthony jumped the gun here, but it's okay.
0: Are you going with Teller?
4: I would say I. I would say – I think Teller's having a phenomenal year. I do, too. So, I would say Teller. I mean, the, the Broncos – the Broncos, I mean, their leading tackler is pretty good, too.
2: Alex Singleton has yeah. 100 tackles already this yeah, season. Yeah, he's having mm. a
4: great year. And they've got a defensive end who's playing well. Yeah. Benito I, has
2: I'm voting
0: for Hopkins. Who are you voting for? Give me Teller. Teller, who are you voting for?
2: Uh, that one kid from the- – Quinn Merez. Quin- Merez. Who are you breaking the tie with? I love you all, but it's Hopkins time. And only because I think Teller and Marines are right there, so let's put those two back to back next and we could switch their order if you want. But let's go Good. Teller than Marinez eight. Teller nine. eight, Marinez nine. So And ten, then it comes down to ten with who you guys want to we go. We got
0: with. The, the guy who leads the Broncos in tackles. That's
2: Alex Singleton. We got MJ Emerson, Emerson. Joku.
0: What's that? And has Joku hasn't been mentioned yet. You got Ballorquez. You
2: got I was hoping I actually.
0: Bajorquez Bajorquez
4: I've actually been thinking about him because he's such a weapon. But man, we
3: got some big names out there still. I'm gonna vote for Emerson at ten. I don't know why every time you say Borquez, I think of Carne Asada. Like I just, think <laughs> they just say it's just like Carne Asada. You yeah. Know what I'm carne Asada. I'm like and I'm like man. Jorge Posada <laughs> Joe Espada.
0: I'm losing my mind. Six degrees. Uh, who race. we going for at ten? Uh, so I'm saying ten. I- I'll vote for Emerson at ten. I got Emerson. I'll take Emerson. Oh, all right. All right, there you go. Emerson at 10. All
2: right, Emerson. I feel bad. I feel like Njoku would have been uh, like oh, yeah, a minus 200 to tough. make the 10. It's tough. These are uh, – so when people always – I've had a bunch of tweets at me. Be like, you forgot this person. And I ask them, well, ma- make your own list. Yeah. It's a lot tougher than it, it comes out to be. Here's our top 10. We'll start from the top, though, Anthony. Let's start with Miles Garrett was the unanimous number one. We went Russell Wilson, two. Pat Sertan, three. Amari Cooper, four. Cortland Sutton, five. JOK at six. Switch it when you're ready At JOK at 6. Dustin Hopkins at 7. Wyatt Teller at 8. Quinn Marinez at 9. And Martin Emerson at 10. Is I feel there, like Njoku should have been on there. I'm not sure who I would take off, though. It's one of those, you got snubbed, but that means you got to take it. Is there off. is
3: there any team that we play this year that it could be all Browns in the top 10? I think the only chance we had was the Cardinals game. Yeah. Um, but now that's that's past. I don't think there's anything coming. Did we do one for the. I, I don't think like we did was one. For one the no,
2: it was because like, I thought it was going to be all ten Browns. There's it was no fun like if it's, we
3: had one where it was like eight to two Browns.
4: Yeah,
0: I don't remember which one. it was. Well, I mean, who's the worst team they're playing? The Bears.
2: The Bears, but I feel like Montez Sweat will be on that at a minimum, I and mean, their cornerback and the guy like Jalen Jones is
3: really good, and they got the receiver. was his name? DJ Moore. DJ Moore. DJ Moore so that's I was thinking at least the,
2: two. the the card, not the Cardinals, the Rams. The only guy in the Rams you take. Or maybe two, but Puka and Cooper Cup.
0: Well, Cooper Cup's hurt though right now, so and he, Stafford he might, might not play, play that yeah. game. Well, their so, running back, Kyron Williams, is coming back yeah. this week, and he, and Aaron, he had been great earlier. Aaron Donald's still playing. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah, I, for, I, for, I literally yeah, forgot, about Aaron, forgot about I forgot Aaron Donald. Forgot he existed. Bad job out of me. Bad job yeah, out of me.
3: He All almost right. killed
2: Geno Smith last week, by the way.
3: Maybe. Well, no, not even the Jets because Jets got Jets are good defensively, and they got Garrett.
0: Quentin Williams
2: is a monster, and they
3: got Brees Hall. Yeah, yeah.
0: he's really good too. He's grounded into form. Go ahead, Mike.
2: Uh, we're going to get to some McNugget stats first. It is time for another FanDuel read. And if you're looking to get in on the action this NFL season, you got to be doing it with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, brand-new customers get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins any Moneyline bet. That's a $5 Moneyline bet into $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. So if you're thinking about joining FanDuel there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app has spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com UCSS to kick off the NFL season. That is FanDuel.com UCSS. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL, an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Earlier in the show, we, show you a wi- we showed you a winning ticket, excuse me, that turned $4 into $518 this week or today. I have a ticket from Akron Dre Day who turned oh, a $30 parlay into $932 Woo. with a giant, giant same game parlay. Tobias Harris, Jared Allen, Max Drews, Darius Garland, DeAnthony Melton, Evan Mobley, Tobias Harris rebounds, Embiid points, Garland points, Maxi points. Literally a 13-part parlay, and that turned $30 into $932. If you have a winning fan, don't take it, Tweet it at us, and we will showcase. I'm not sure what was going on behind me. You good? Steve, you good?
0: Yeah. Uh, That's impressive. My By the way, I- before we get to the McNuggets stats, yes, a couple of quick things. Have I told the story about Tobias Harris used to call me on the radio? Yes. Okay, I didn't know. I, it, it's been so long, I don't know what stories I'm telling. <laughs> One story I didn't tell that I got to tell. So Wednesday morning... I can't believe I forgot to tell this on Wednesday's show. Wednesday morning, I'm waking up. It's like 6.45. I I, I sit down at my desk. All of a sudden, at the front door of the house, 6.45 in the morning, I hear somebody knocking on the door, like, for dear life. Like, blah, 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 blah. My dog goes nuts. I'm like, what the hell is going on at 6.45? Somebody's banging on my door at 6.45 in the morning. I walk up to the door. And there's two cops there, <laughs> what? Right? Two Rocky River cops. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, guys, I got no pants. <laughs> I'm just in my boxers, right? <laughs> so the dogs going nuts. I was like, I'm not gonna go. The cops are knocking on my door. I'm like, well, whatever. They're gonna, I'm gonna go. So I just open the door in my boxers, you know. Uh, I'm not gonna make them. A- and they're like, your alarm went off. Is everything okay? <laughs> or he's like, are you like you the homeowner? Did you not hear the alarm going off? I don't know. It might. I think what happened is normally I shut off the alarm in the morning, but on Wednesday my son shut it off. Aaron, who's here, and I think what happened is he maybe used the wrong passcode, Code. and so it sent the silent alarm. I, you know, yeah. if you do it on the key, I do it on my phone and shut it off. If you do it on the actual keypad, there's a silent alarm. Yeah. So I guess that's what happened. <laughs> That's fine. But I was like, oh, my God, what is happening? We're being raided for drugs? Yeah.
3: Man, look, I don't have man. any drugs in my house. I don't use drugs. Yeah, listen, I, listen but, I, when that happens, I send my wife to the door. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, there you go. I was not arrested. Everything's fine. And I apologize to the police officers for wasting their time. But uh, it's all good. Go ahead, Mike. All
2: right, we got a six-pack of McNugget stats here for you. And, Steve, we could actually go to... All the way down, starts at 161. We talked about the first one on Monday, but I wanted to be part of this clip on YouTube, so we're going to mention it again. Mm-hmm. Jason brought this up, so actually this is not a McNugget stat. This is a Jason stat. But the Browns have done a phenomenal job this season of essentially gassing out their opponents. The Browns as a team have run 182 more plays this season than their opponent. That's number one in the NFL by a wide margin. Number two is Dallas, who's run 92 more plays. That was before yesterday's game, by the way, so the number may be a tiny bit out, but there's no way they ran over 100 plays more than Washington yesterday. Cleveland defense leads the NFL in three and outs, and in average, NFL game, defense has run about 63 plays. So essentially, the Browns' opponents have played three more games against them than they've played. And we've seen a lot of comebacks. We've seen a lot of success in the fourth quarter from the Browns, and I think a large part of that is due to how tired defenses are come fourth quarter time because they've been on the field essentially for an extra 17 18% than the Browns defense has.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of fascinating things in here, but put that in perspective for a minute. 108, they're, they're, they've run 182 more plays, and that's with an offense that's not very good. Right. Um, it, that's 18 more plays a game. Yeah.
3: Right? Is my math correct on that? 18
0: 10 times games, 10 is 18. 180. 2,
2: yeah.
3: And and if the Browns would do a, just a little bit better job of, like, because in the first half, they don't convert very many of their third downs, right? They're not, it's not like the Browns are converting to a boatload of third downs themselves. But if they can just keep it in third and manageable, and just move the ball and and, and punt and pin teams down. That that'll even be more of an issue uh, in, yeah. in terms of, of the, the the plays that they're running on compared to the other team because they don't they don't convert as as much as they could. I, I think there's a lot. The the biggest factor in this obviously
0: is the fact that the Browns' defense has been excellent. I think there are other small factors that have gone to this as well. A the Browns do run are a run heavy team. Mm-hmm. Uh, They've forced a lot of turnovers, especially you know since week four or five. They've also had a lot of turnovers. So even when the other team's getting the ball, even if they do score, it's not a lot of plays right. because it's a short field. I would love to know how many touchdowns the Browns defense has given up where the drive had to go 70 or more yards. They've got to be best in the league. I would bet a good percentage of the Browns' touchdowns allowed have been short fields. A good percentage.
4: Yeah, they gave up the – I mean, the big play at Pittsburgh, that was what? Sure. 71 yards. So,
0: okay. Both um, weeks. Both, both yeah, times against Pittsburgh. the second – the run wasn't as long. 74 but there have yards. Not, so It was? It was longer. The Browns' oh, wow. defense okay. has not given up a lot of sustained, sustained long drives, drives right. ending right. in a touchdown. Right. Right. There have been almost none of those. Well, they've got to be the best in the league. Those then. two plays against
4: the Steelers are the only two that come to mind in terms of big plays allowed. Right. But
0: even drives that had to go a long time,
4: even
2: yeah. if it wasn't the a big play. The only game that any team had any success in sustained drives, which makes no sense, was Gardner Minshew. The well, Colts were able to put together a couple of yeah, longer yeah, yeah, they were. Were. They drives. No other team. Of all but people.
4: San Francisco on the opening drive went right down the field on them on their first possession. Yes. So that one counts. Yeah. You're right.
0: Minshew had a couple right. in Indy. But the Bengals had none, the Cardinals had none. had none, the two Steeler games were those two long ones, the, the Ravens had a couple in that first game. Those were short fields. But yeah, you're right, those were really oh, short yeah, they, they
2: were short off turnovers. I, I
0: mean, I, I, would bet, I would bet the Browns have given up the least amount of 70-yard touchdown drives. Even,
3: even when, see there's a double cheat because the Browns either sack you on third down or you get a penalty for holding. Like, and yeah. now they're like, okay, well, we, and now their defense alignment, they're just not even rushing on third down. They're like, you can't run screens on the Browns either. Like, they're, like if they pick it out and it's third long enough, they're like, mm, no, you're not gonna, you're not throwing the ball downfield. We're, we're going to sit on your screen game. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's very difficult to have sustained drives when you're, you get put back first and 20. That, that's tough. Like, you're going to run the ball two, three times? No. It's, it, that's why the Browns are really, really good at, at making teams like be very, very frustrated. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike.
2: Next one. We talked about this a little earlier, but I think a key this week is keeping it simple for D.T.R. We mentioned it in the first topic, but 39 of his 43 passes were 10 or fewer yards in the air. His time to throw in different situations was incredible. Kevin Stefanski designed the ball to get out of his hands almost immediately. In a clean pocket, yeah. under two seconds. When he was blitzed, under two seconds. When he wasn't blitzed, a 2.26, which is still way under the league average. And when pressured, it's because he scrambles, so it actually makes it the time go up a little bit because he holds it during scrambles, and he's looking for more time. Uh, three By seconds, the way, that first thing
0: says 39 of 40 throws greater than 10 air yards.
2: That's the second time I've messed up a greater than less than sign in this <laughs> last month, and that's my <laughs> bad, yeah. I got to go back out. to fifth grade math there, yeah, that's, Mike. That's my bet. I, I put that back. The alligator but, mouth eats the bigger number. <laughs> yeah, that, that's me. That's a hand up my bad, bad job on me there. Yeah. They were under 39 of 43. They yeah. were under 10 okay. yards. But essentially the point here is Kevin Stefanski designed a game plan to get the ball out of his hands incredibly quick for two reasons. One, make it easy for DTR. And two, that negates T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith. Going yes. against two backup tackles. How do you negate a pass rush more than having faith in Dewan Jones and Jeron Christian? You don't give them time to get to the quarterback. I think Savansky deserves a lot of credit for that, and I would not be surprised, even if they do reinvent themselves a little bit, like G alluded to earlier, that this is still kind of the general premise for how to have success with DTR on the road in Denver.
4: Well, It's also simplifying the reads for the quarterback. It's, it's, it's really one read and go, right? Like You don't have a lot of time to scan in the field and go through your first progression, second progression. When you're getting the ball out that fast, you pretty much know where it's going off the snap. And I know, you know, I, I think I mentioned this Monday. I heard that from some of the guys in the locker room is how appreciative they were of how fast the ball was coming out. Everyone knew where it was going. It was getting out quick, and it was going to the right spot for the most part.
0: The Broncos only have 19 total sacks this year, which has got to be towards the bottom of the league, no?
2: I'll tell you right now.
0: I mean, and they're leading. They, they have two linebackers who have five sacks to lead the team. and Or five and a half
3: is it Flores a D coordinator?
2: No, Flores is in uh, – I don't remember where he uh, He's with Josh Dobbs in Minnesota. Okay. Okay, got you.
3: I, I flipped him up because Minnesota played – Denver played last week. I know I heard his name. Um, and
0: so, I, I think in this game we're less worried about this, the pass rush.
2: Dead last, by the way.
0: They're dead last in sacks. I figured that was, they were near the bottom. They're dead last.
2: They're tied with the Giants for dead last. Buddy.
0: Okay. They, so they essentially have no pass rush. You, you're getting rid of the ball quick to avoid the pass rush. I, they can I, – I, I think they'll be able to throw deeper this you – know, wh- you know, last week you talked about, Mike, all the passes being short. Well, part of the reason all the passes were short is because they didn't want to take the time to go downfield because they were worried about Watt and Highsmith. This week there's nobody you're worried about on Denver. They don't have one really good pass rusher, nobody. I never heard of their sack leaders. I never heard of either of those guys.
2: Benito was a guy who was on the same defensive line at Oklahoma as Perry on Winfrey. Yeah. They came in the same draft class. The other guy, Jonathan Cooper, not too familiar. I never even
0: heard of either of those. Have you guys heard of either of those guys? Not, no. They have five and a half sacks each. They only have four, uh, four players with more than one sack. And if two guys are five and a half, two guys with three. So they're rarely getting to the quarterback. They're not good up front, they got a good secondary. But they're not very good up front. This is an opera. Like, the Browns, if the Browns offense is going to get going, it should get going this week. The only thing the Broncos have done well is take the ball away the last bunch of weeks, and that's been a problem for the Browns. If the if the Browns protect the ball, I think they, they'll they win the game.
3: What, what, like, what, what would you say DTR's uh, weakness is?
2: I don't know yet. I mean, yeah, I I don't that, is that crazy? Like, see, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. What's his
0: strength? I don't know what his strength is. I mean, I think everything's his weakness right now. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if he's any good. If I, I mean, <laughs> do we know if he can? I don't know if he can play. I, I haven't
3: seen it. That's that's the thing, right? So we don't when know. You, he when you say enough. he's going against the defense, it's I hard guess his to,
0: strength would be that he's got can throw really hard.
3: Uh, yeah, but can, there's been
0: a lot of quarterbacks
3: that can throw hard that weren't good quarterbacks. So so when you say you know this is what the Browns can exploit, I don't know if he can exploit the deep game because I don't know if he's accurate enough or I don't yeah. know if he. I know he gets rid of the ball quickly, but I, I think that might be a, a, a Kevin Stefanski thing. Like, I. So my thing is, it'll be interesting. It, it's almost like watching a rookie quarterback for the first time. It's like watching guy a guy that you drafted, and it's weird because we didn't draft him to take over the the, the you know the, the team at this point because he's still young and he's fifth round draft pick. But it's weird. It's like you being in this place where. You, you want to, you want to continue to win football games. Your team is seven to three. It's a pressure pack game and you got this guy who you don't know anything about and you're just like, okay, yeah. how could they win this football game? Do you, do you have any feel for what he's capable of? No,
0: I, not I mean, how really. Could you
4: not? And that's why we've said for weeks, just keep it simple with him. Just right. keep it simple. Uh, short passes, screens, all the stuff that we've talked right. about because you you need to build confidence in him. Right. You need to see what you've got with him. Certainly, I think the Browns have a little bit better of an idea of what he can and can't do just because they've had him since spring and he's got a lot of practice reps now. But we don't get to watch practice, and so we all we have is what we can
0: go off of what right. we've seen, which isn't a lot.
4: Yeah. Right, so but it's, I, it's I would think
0: this is a team, You it's it would make sense. Again, with the Steelers, you're worried about their pass rush. With the Broncos, you're not. So it makes sense. Like if they're going to take some deep shots, this week would seem to be the week to do it. Yeah, it, because well, the offensive line and you're getting Dewan Jones back too. So your offensive line is better. By the way, Garrett Christian did not grade out well last
2: week. No, very in the thirties. Yeah, thirties, which it, is weird because he only gave up two pressures, but with the timing, PFF, we're not I really sure. All right, next stat for you. It's Denver minus Miami. Now, before I tell you the actual numbers, the Miami game was a catastrophe for Denver. They gave up 70 points. They lost 70 to 20. And right now, if you look at Denver's defensive numbers across the board for season totals, they're near the bottom in everything, including rushing yards. They're going to have 160 rushing yards this season. That is dead last in the NFL. However, at home in the last three weeks, they've been much better, but much better from worse is still bottom 10 in the league. You can definitely run against this defense, and I do expect the Browns to run the ball a lot in this game. If you look at points per game right now, they average – uh, opposing teams are averaging 26.8 points per game against and That's 30th. But if you take out the Miami game, and granted, that was the worst game, and it's not fair to take out one game. But yeah. just just to see where they've ranked, if that's more of an anomaly, and it kind of does. But you're not
0: taking every other team's worst game out I'm either. just saying no, take that no one game team, out. I mean, 70 points
2: is Okay, drastic. but
0: I think what we'd better to do is cut it in half. What
2: do you mean you cut it in half?
0: I'm saying pre- protect, take it as if the I'm Dolphins I'm just giving you a context 30.
2: of how this defense is – performed in 9 of 10 games since Miami game, which, once again, is middle of the pack. Last season, they were one of the best defenses in football. This year, they've taken a major step back, but that one game skews the numbers more than if you just take a snapshot. So you take out the Miami game, they've played 9 games, they average giving up 21 points per game, 15th in the league, which is dead smack in the middle. And the 7 games after Miami, 19.6 points per game, which would be 8th in the league, and on the the 4-game win streak, they're averaging giving up 17 points, so... It's more. What have you done for me lately? Yeah, they've played better. The defense better. has been okay. It's not great,
0: but it's been. But tur- it's not
2: as bad as the overall picture of the thirtieth ranked sure. defense in the league looks when you look at the overall context. I think these they're a
0: league. mediocre team. They're A mediocre defense. Yeah, and a mediocre team can beat the can beat anybody on any given day. The NFL has, in a way, it, it feels like a bad year in some ways for the NFL because so many quarterbacks been hurt. But in a way, it's a good year because. It's so up for grabs. I know the Eagles have been the best team overall, but I don't think the Eagles are any kind of locked to go to the Super Bowl. No, no. And the They're AFC and feels completely games. wide open. Are you comfortable picking a any team as a favorite in the AFC? I guess I'd go with Kansas City because of their track record. Right. If I had to pick, I'm going to take Kansas City. But they don't look great. Pick a team that's going to play them, though, in the AFC Championship
4: game. Like, just throw a dart. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Like – I like the Chiefs odds to get to the AFC yeah. title I mean, game still.
0: Baltimore overall may have played. I, you you could argue Baltimore's been the best team in the AFC, but Lamar's won one playoff game, yeah. so do you have faith in him in the playoffs? That's the thing. A lot of these teams that are playing well, they have un, unproven quarterbacks, so that's why in the end, I
3: would still lean towards Mahomes. But that's why I'm interested in, to see if um, if uh, Kevin Stefanski sees. Like some upside. Right? like The way he plays these games, it's going to tell me whether or not he believes that that DTR can be a viable starter in this league. Because, you know, when he has a quarterback, when he had Deshaun Watson, he opened it up, like he'll throw the ball down the field. And if DTR like, if he comes out and he's like, alright well, we got our tackles back, this defense is middle of the road, we're throwing the football. Yeah. I would, I'm like, why? Because that would then tell me He feels he has a shot. Like usually he would play it close to the vest to see just, hey, let's get to the playoffs, see what happens. Yeah. But if DTR can start playing like a middle of the road quarterback, maybe start to see the field better. Maybe he starts to get some momentum and confidence. Like you said, it's wide open. Like it's
0: wide, it's wide open.
3: All right, Mike, next. How many Next, more we got here?
0: We got
2: three more, so okay. we're going to go through. and all This right. one we can fly through real quick. We touched on the turnovers earlier. The Browns, as we know, have a minus five turnover differential this season. The Broncos have the fourth best turnover differential. They're at plus six this season. The 11 turnover differential in this matchup between where Cleveland is and Denver is the single biggest turnover margin in all the matchups in Week 12. And I got this from Cleve TA, our guy on Twitter. If you don't follow Cleve TA, he's one of the best followers He's got his own website,
0: analytics-based Super website. Super smart excellent guy. excellent job.
2: He, uh, he let me know that since week six, the Broncos rank in the bottom five in the NFL in percentage of drives ending in a score that start in their own field position. So if it's not a turnover and they have to go 40, 50 yards to score, they've been horrendous at that since week six. The Browns, as we mentioned earlier, as good as any team in the league at forcing teams into three and outs and getting them off the field. Right. So I think if you don't turn the ball over, the Browns have a great chance to win this game.
0: Yeah, I mean –
5: It's
2: pretty simple. It's a pretty
0: simple formula there. I mean, it's the Browns have been bad. They've given away the ball way too much. And if they don't do that, it all traces
4: back to quarterback. Right. Because
0: it really hasn't been fumbles. No. It's been the quarterback. No, it's been mostly the quarterback.
2: And quarterbacks is where we go with the next one. How about the Browns being cardiac kids this season? So far this year, in twenty twenty three, they have four game-winning drives from quarterbacks. That's the same amount they had in total. From 2020 to 2022, since Kevin Stefanski has been the head coach, and they've done it with three different quarterbacks. And for the first time since Kevin Stefanski has been the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, Browns quarterbacks have a higher yards per attempt and completion percentage in the second half of games than they do in the first half of games.
0: Yeah, this, it's been a big turnaround. We've always in the past talked about the Browns are so good on script, and then they struggle to adjust. This year it's been the opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've been much better in the second half. Because, and I think a lot of it is they've worn teams down that,
4: by sure. being on the field a lot. That still surprises me, though, because I remember Baker's first year with Kevin. The first half was a lot of dinking and dunking, a lot of short passes, and then they really sort of let it rip the more the game progressed. That's really the only year I can recall that happening. But that's still, that surprises me a little bit.
3: You know, I, it, you know the 10-yard the the, the penalties kill you the most. Um, and they've been able to do a good, pretty good job of having backup tackles who have not held or been downfield. And I will always say this. Now watch, it'll be a jinx. The Browns do not offensively have false starts that much. No, no. For all of the motion and stuff they do with a lot of guys, I'm, I'm yeah. really impressed with, listen, he's a glorified lineman, but the way that Nick Harris moves around and does not jump, and knows his assignment? Yeah. I'm like, man, he's a pretty yeah, smart he's guy. A good job. Go ahead, Mike. Last one. All right,
2: last one. This is a little homage to your guy, Bull Arod. I mean Dustin Hopkins. <laughs> Dustin <laughs> Hopkins is a scoring machine. This season alone, he's responsible for ninety three points. In ten games, that's nine point three points per game. The Brown's single season record for points from a kicker is Phil Dawson with 120. Cleveland's all time record any season, any position, is Jim Brown, who had 126 in nineteen sixty five. Now, Bull, you're gonna say well, they didn't play 17 games. What does that equal out to points per game if Jim Brown wants to play a full season? Well, I did 12. the math for you. In 1965, Jim Brown, if he went at the same pace he did in 1965, would have scored 153 points. If Dustin Hopkins is able to keep up his pace so far thus through 2023, he finished with 156 points. Dustin Hopkins, a.k.a. Yeah, Alex Rodriguez, a.k.a. the scoring kickers. GOAT.
3: All-time leading scorer.
0: I mean, kickers are often near the leading scorer boards, you know.
2: If you told me any situation that Dustin Hopkins would be ahead of Jim Brown on an offensive stat category for the Cleveland Browns, I tell you you're well, it's not smoking a,
0: crack. Yeah, yeah, it's not really an offensive stat category; it's a special team. I mean,
4: stat. just think back to all the Cade York arguments we were having, and that someone but, told by you, the way, Cade
0: York just got cut by the Giants and picked back up on their practice squad. But imagine if but in when July he went to Titans. Well, he, yeah, but he got he was only on practice squad. Yeah, oh, okay. he was on the Titans practice squad. He got claimed, He got pulled. Pulled to the active roster by the Giants, but never actually played. They had two kickers on their roster. Then they cut him, and now they put him back on their practice squad. So,
4: Just remarkable to think in July and August. Yeah. If we would have said, this, this cat Dustin Hopkins is going to be the team leader and make yeah. the franchise record and Stop. scoring. I mean. What's your
0: reaction on the panel would have been? I, I never even heard of Dustin Hopkins until they traded for him. You could, you could make well, it. Well, that's not true. But you, you could know make it. I know what you're saying. Yeah. We didn't think anything of it. Right, here. right. You could make an argument. He's been the second most important player on the team beside behind Mike Garrett. I mean, in Borkes, I mean, they are. There is no yeah. chance. Yeah. The Browns are seven
3: and three without him.
0: No, none.
2: With K, with Cade York, they're five and five. At, At best, best.
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean, shout out to uh,
2: shout out to uh, Bubba Ventrone.
3: I mean, he got the. If we can find it, the return game looked like he got, he got back on track last week. You mm-hmm. know, no, but um, pinning people deep, like think about it. The Browns on goal line situations, I've never seen this before. It, it's almost like Tecmo Bowl when you pick somebody else's play. It's a jailbait brits, like down in their, in their end zone. And you're like, dude. Did you say a jailbait uh, break? Blitz? It was like, it was <laughs> bait or break. <laughs> All right, A-Rod, you just <laughs> quiet over there. Both of those things. <laughs> right. At the you same just, time. You just mind
4: your business.
2: <laughs> what yeah. are you, that player
0: on the Thunder? Yeah. Hello. Uh, let's oh. keep it moving. We got
2: Super Chats real quick and Super Chats <laughs> today are brought to us by FanDuel. You can score oh. score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get it on the action. The app is simple to use and they have everything to bet on, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. We got some super chats, then we're heading over to WKYC. First one comes from Curtis Thomas, who's celebrating his one-year anniversary as a member. Thank you, Curtis. Hey, Curtis. He says, boys, I love the show, so much so that my girlfriend says I watch it like you guys are all my friends or something. Well, Curtis, you know what? You are a friend. We are a friend, pals. Curtis.
0: We love you, buddy.
2: Sean Cassidy says, Brown should look to sign backup cornerback Hugh Janus from the Texans practice squad. With the Ward injury. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what you just said, Mike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, He got me. He He got got you. (laughs) He got me. Sean Cassidy, well played. Got you. Well played. Uh, Reggie Glover says, I don't talk trash unless they start at first. My boss is a Broncos fan and he was waiting for me to come in today to run his mouth. The Void Archangel says, if I remember correctly, that was the first time in franchise history the Browns beat the Ravens and the Steelers in back-to-back weeks. Kevin Robinson says, is it me or is Jerron Christian outplayed Jed Wills? And Ray Smith, uh, Kevin, we talked about it a little while ago, and Ray Smith said it's nice to be confident in our Browns, not cocky, but losing that negative feeling on Sundays is great. Kool-Aid Mafia, go Browns. So there you go. Hey, listen. Sean Cassidy, well played, but you're gonna lose your opportunity to just read super chats on the fly if I keep getting got like that. So kudos to you. I you heard have Hugh Anthony. Jass is a
0: hell of a player.
2: Yeah, Hugh Janus is uh oh, it's Hugh <laughs> He's Janus. got a lot of potential. I Hugh a Janus. lot of potential. <laughs> a really big up and comer, if you know what I mean. Oh, oh.
3: that was
4: funny. All right. Uh missed practice again today. Is de- not- oh, real
2: quick. Yeah, Denzel mispractice. Thornhill and Delpit are limited again. They're questionable. And uh, Anthony made a graphic. He wants to show you guys. As we say goodbye and get ready for WKYC. This is
0: huge. We're going to talk about the secondary and in Ch- in Channel 3. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you join us on WKYC Channel 3 or the WKYC app for the final 30 minutes of the ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Welcome, one and all, to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show here on WKYC. We are so happy to have you with us today. A lot to talk about, and we'll get right to it. I'm Adam the Bull, and on today's show, we'll talk about can the Browns' offense
3: lead the way to a victory over the Broncos? G. Bush. I'm G. Bush, leader of the Kool-Aid Mafia, and I'm going to tell you why an undrafted free agent in the secondary might play a big role this week in Denver. Jason? Jason? And I'm Jason Lloyd. If
4: it's a holiday weekend and you can't watch a game Sunday, we got you covered. We have pre-written headlines. We're going to tell you what happens before the game even is played. Mikey.
2: And it's not just Browns Broncos this weekend. It's also Ohio State versus Michigan. And Tyvis Powell, who's never lost to Michigan in his career, is looking to keep that unbroken and undefeated streak perfect this weekend with his pick for the big game.
0: There are only freshmen at Ohio State that could say that now, unfortunately. (laughs) We'll see if they can end that losing streak. Guys, let's get right to it. A defensive back. The Browns have had a ton of injuries this year, but they've mostly been on the offense. But now for the first time, injuries are rearing their ugly head on the defense. Last week, Anthony Walker was out, but really right now we're focused on the secondary. Juan Thornhill missed yesterday's game. Grant, hes he is practicing, which is good because I thought he'd be out this week. He is banged up, though. He was quest- He's questionable. He got a limited practice in today. So did Grant Delpit, who got hurt last week. Denzel Ward has not practiced all week and is expected to miss the game. Guys, and G, I'll start with you. How big a deal is this that the Browns are banged up in the secondary? Um,
3: pretty big deal. Um, I, I think, you know, you look at Russell uh, Wilson, he's been uh, efficient, effective, 19 touchdowns, only four interceptions this year. They got a big body in Cortland uh, Sutland, who, who's a guy who's been playing well. Jerry Judy they have out there as well. So, you know, those are, you know, we've been able to, to match up our corners with just whoever's out there. And, and, and shut guys down with uh, Newsom and Ward and, and Emerson, you're not going to have Denzel uh, Ward today. And you might not even have Thornhill up to expectations. You may see guys like Ronnie Hickman out of Ohio State had a couple of interceptions during the preseason, filling in with uh, Ronnie McLeod being out uh, due to for the season. So they're going to have to mix some stuff up back there in the back end. And uh, th- you, it, this is where having multiple corners comes into play. Greg Newsome uh, has mixed into in those positions before, got an interception against the Seattle, and, and Emerson's been out there all year. We'll see how they, they go to uh, bring that pressure, but it's a, big, it's a big blow. Thornhill's sort of looking like the key to me because his
4: backup is out now, too, in Roddy McLeod. So if Thornhill right. can't go, you're down to an undrafted rookie at that spot. And we've already pointed out on the YouTube show how many times, you know, when Thornhill's not out there, it leads to big plays defensively. They haven't given up a ton, but the few that they have... A couple of them is when Thornhill has been out there to make the tackle. So that's really the one that I'm watching. You know you're not going to have Denzel. Martin's going to be fine on one side. I feel comfortable with Greg Newsom on the other. But it's that safety play that really is a concern right now. Denver can throw the ball. Russ, You know, Gene talked about it. Russ is having a great year. Jerry Judy's okay as a receiver. Cortland Sutton is, I think, pretty good. So the Browns are going to have the work cut out for him. These injuries are, are significant right now.
0: Guys, I agree with you. I, th- I think this is a pretty big deal. I mean, it now it depends on who's ultimately playing. But... If Thornhill and Delpit both can't go, now you're talking about three of your five starting DBs not playing. As you mentioned, their number three safety is already out for the year. If if you end up not, if both of them are out, we don't know. They're both limited. Maybe they're both going to play. You could have two undrafted rookies who have barely played. A guy who was just on the practice squad is your second safety. I mean, that is a major concern in this game. The Browns have been winning by playing elite-level defense. They have not, and we'll get into it in a second, whether maybe that'll change. But to this point, they have not been able to win many games with their offense. The defense has carried the load, and if you're missing three of your five DBs, that could change how this game turns out. And, and the, Hopefully with the limited practices, Thornhill and Delpit will
4: both play. The scary part with Thornhill is it's a calf and those things can trigger at any moment. You think 100%. you're okay and
3: it just takes one play, turn it on it wrong, and you're back out. And Bull, you look at it, the, the Browns have have really excelled at playing man-to-man coverage. How much are they going to be able to carry that game playing over if you got guys in the back end that are fresh, young guys who haven't played? That's a really big part of what, what uh, Jim Schwartz wants to run. So we'll see how much he runs man man coverage versus zone in this game. We've had some breaking news in, in the past couple of weeks
0: on this show here at WKYC. So if we get anything in the next 20-some-odd minutes while we're here, if there's anything about the game status, my guess is Denzel Ward could be ruled out today since he hasn't practiced at all. But I'm assuming he's not going to play at this right. point. Uh, Thornhill and Delpit, and that's a big loss. But you could survive it because you have two other good corners, and certainly for one week. But Thornhill and Delpit, this is huge. All right, Mike, let's switch it up. Let's get to – now, we talked about – I just talked about how they've ha- had to win with the defense. Let's say the secondary is ravaged. Let's say Thornhill doesn't play that. Can the Browns win this game with their offense? If they have to score 20 points,
3: if they have to score 24 or 27 – Do you have confidence that they can do it with DTR leading the way? Well, we're going to see. Um, I'd be surprised to see how it works, Bull. Um, You look at a situation where you got Kevin Stefanski. We all saw that he had the the, the, uh, training wheels on DTR last week. This week, I think if if he feels comfortable, look at the numbers for the uh, Denver Broncos. They're middle of the road when it comes to stopping a run, middle of the road when it comes to the pass defense. If they find a couple of matchups that they like, Guess what? Then I mean, we may be able to go off script a little bit and get more downfield action early yeah. in the game, Jason. Do I have confidence they can go the length of the field? No, I don't, because
4: we haven't seen it yet. So how do you have confidence in something you haven't seen? They got one touchdown last week against the Steelers. That came off a short field after they held Pittsburgh and made them punt. Right. So if, if, if they can create turnovers and get short fields again, yeah, okay. But if you expect this offense to start at the 25 or 30, and go 70, 75 yards methodically down the field without a big de- defensive bust? No, I don't have a lot of confidence in that. And that's why it comes back to you got to hold on to the ball. You can't turn the ball over. Can't give Denver a short field. And you really have to rely. The Browns the last few weeks have done a nice job of creating turnovers. They didn't get any last week. But prior to that, they're getting a couple of game that's really going to be key, whether it's fumbles, strip sacks, interceptions. You have to set this offense up with short fields because I don't have a lot of confidence in them being able to go the length
0: of the field. And I, I think expecting turnovers in this game is a lot to expect because, yeah. you know, in the last bunch of weeks outside of Lamar, the Browns have faced mostly bad quarterbacks. Russell Wilson doesn't turn the ball over much. He now, last year it was an anomaly. I think, you know, last year, I think we all felt like he was falling apart and mm-hmm. he had a terrible season. Now, I don't think he's as good as he was in his best at Denver. I'm mean, just in Seattle, but he's closer to that guy than he was the guy we saw last year. And something that he's always been good at is not turning the ball over. And Russell Wilson only has four interceptions on the year. I mean, that's that's a great number. He's hard to pick off, and without Denzel Ward, who's your best interceptor, right? It's hard to rely on a turnover. I mean, you know, you never know because the fumble things happen. But I think going into this game, I, 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 you know, you, you got to hope it's a it, it's a turnover free game for the Browns because. I I don't have a ton of faith in the Browns forcing a turnover unless Miles Garrett
3: can get a strip sack. I think that's your best hope. Oh, yeah, that's where the the defensive line that they're preaching in, hey, get the ball out, strip sacks. That's where where the turnovers will come this week. But I
0: I am not confident the Browns can win a higher-scoring game. I, I think and we'll get to the scores later, but I think for the, Brown, for the Browns to win most of their games, it's got to be a game in the, in the teens or single digits.
4: Now, I do think DTR is probably going to, he should improve, right? The more you do something, the better you get at it. We could throw out the first start against Baltimore. That was atrocious. So now you have something to build off last week. He has another full week of practice reps. I do expect them to try and open up the, the game plan a little bit more, take a couple more deep shots down the field. You know, if I'm Denver's D.C., I'm watching the second half of last week's game, how the Steelers sat on all the Broncos' routes. They were playing eight in the box, and they took away everything short because the Browns weren't going long. Eventually, the Browns have to take a deep shot, play action, deep shot on third down, do something to try and loosen up this defense. And if you can get lucky and break one, you know, you got a chance. Jason, who's your
0: X factor in this game?
4: It's Dorian. It's Dorian Thompson Robinson, and it's the turnovers. It all comes back to turnovers. I don't care about completion percentage. I don't care about yards. I care about the turnover column because if you're giving Denver a short field to work on, the Browns are going to be in trouble. He's got to take care of the football. Can't turn the ball over. Can't force it into bad spots. He did a really, a really nice job last week
3: at getting the ball out on time and on target. He has to do that again. G, who you got? I got I'm gonna go over the defensive side of football and go with Sioni Taki He's gonna be filling in for Anthony Walker. Uh, he's gonna be in the Mike position. He played well at Mike uh, last year in, in spurt duty. Um, but you know he has to get running backs on, on the ground. Uh guys, you know, the Browns have given up you know back-to-back weeks. You look at the Ravens game, long runs uh against the Ravens. You know, you look at the Warren run last week, 70-something yards. To, for them to get to the third downs, they're going to need guys to get guys on the grounds, especially with Grand being banged up. I'm looking for Taki Taki to be a guy that could get those dude guys on the ground. If he plays well, get it to third down, and you could get the monsters Miles Garrett and Zayary Smith into action. My uh, my X factor for this game, guys, is a guy you know I love, Dustin Hopkins.
0: D Hop, <laughs> <laughs> the great, oh, of course, D Hop. What a great nickname he's got. Dustin <laughs> Dustin Hopkins has been amazing this year. He's made. The kick almost every time they've needed him. He's made, he's perfect beyond 50 yards. Denver, we've seen a lot of long field goals in Denver. Jason, you talked about it. The Browns are going to have a hard time maintaining drives. So what, what might we see? We might see a few drives stall out at the Bronco 40, maybe even the Bronco, you know, 37, maybe even the 45, and we're trying a 60 plus yard field goal. I think, you talk, usually when you think of aggressiveness from a head coach, it's on offense. I think. Kevin Schfanci going to be aggressive in terms of kicking field goals. I think we could see Dustin Hopkins try a field goal of 60-plus in Denver, as long as it's not crazy weather, which we'll we'll check on in a little bit. And I think he'll be the X factor in the Browns getting the victory. All right, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, man, Ohio State-Michigan, we got Tyvus coming up with that in a little bit. Also, how many points can the Browns score? How many points can we expect from their offense? That's coming up on the PCC Airfoils. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. All right, welcome back to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show here on WKYC. Thank you for joining us. I uh, got some updates on the Browns at practice. Agbo Akaramkwo. I think I actually pronounced that correctly. Close. I, think. I don't know. Uh Ogbo not practicing today, guys. He was limited the last two days and he but he did not practice at all today. Good news on the other hand, Anthony Walker, who got hurt uh, of course, he and left the game last week, was practicing today. Quickly, I know we weren't planning on talking about, but quick thoughts on Ogbo. Not I mean, two
3: limited practices and then no practice today, that doesn't sound good. They, they need him. They need him out there. Uh, that's part of it, especially when you got a, a light secondary need to D line to step up. It would be huge if they don't have Oakville. He's had a couple flash plays these last couple weeks. He's a great specialist, third-down
4: type pass rusher. It's a big loss. It's a big loss if he's not out there. Man, the Browns have just been battered yeah. by injuries. Injuries are part of the game. We it know is. That, but it, it has is. been unbelievably crippling. I saw a stat last week. I think we talked about it. They have the highest percentage of their salary cap
0: on IR this
4: year of any team in the
0: league. they yeah, just they've, destroyed. They've, In past years, fans have said, oh, we got hurt more than other teams, and I never thought that was true. But this, this year, year it's true. It's, the Browns have really taken it. Go ahead, Mike.
2: Now, I was just going to say, we spoke about the defense and how the defense has allowed the Browns to stay in some games where the offense wasn't up to par. But this week, it may take a, I don't want to say heroic, but a much better offensive performance. And that comes with DTR being a little more aggressive than he was last week against Pittsburgh. Yeah. So... Do you guys think he has that in him? And if so, how aggressive should the Browns be? Yeah,
0: that's the question. How aggressive should the Browns be, do you think, with DTR throwing downfield? And do you think
3: they will be? Um, I think they'll be more aggressive than they were against the Pittsburgh Steelers. You look at why they had the game plan. We talked about it during our YouTube show. Look at our, our tackles. You know, you, you had two two tackles that were going against two of the best defensive ends in the game, Highsmith and uh, and, uh, and and T.J. Watt. So, you, you're going to be a little more conservative. But you're going into this game. I don't really know the names of these guys on the Denver Broncos. Not saying that they can't be good or whatever the case may be. But if there was any game that you would look to, you know, maybe sneak some more aggressive play calls down the field, it would probably be this game, right? You know, it's, you could take a few shots here or there and, and the goal for the Browns and and the goal is every week is, Hey, get the lead, play from a a position of power and let your, let your defensive line, let your defense dictate where they're going to be at. Go
4: back to the first game he played against Baltimore. It was a disaster, but they were taking shots. He, almost too many. It was too many. It was too many shots down the field that were taking. So th- it is in there. You know it's in there. And now he's had really two weeks of practice, all of last week and all of this week. Yeah, I do think that they will. But the Browns' key to success on offense this year, because of all the injuries we've talked about, it's heavy offensive linemen, it's extra offensive linemen, it's extra tight ends, short passes, screen passes play action, deep shots on third down. That's the way it's the best formula to success. We didn't really see the deep shots last week. I do think we'll see them on Sunday. Just to try and break things up, just to try and loosen it up. Otherwise, Denver's going to play eight in the box right. the whole game.
0: I think they have to be more aggressive in this game, and I believe Kevin Spansky will be. Now part of it's game script, right? If you if you jump part of the reason that I think the Browns were so not aggressive last week is because they jumped up ten-nothing on the Steelers. You don't need to be overly aggressive when it's 10-0 until they had to at the end of the game. If this game is the same thing, if they get off to a 10-off lead, yeah, they're going to play even more conservative like we saw last week. However, when you look at the fact that the Broncos have n- very little pass rush, least amount of sacks in the league, and like the Steelers, big-time pass rush, Broncos, no pass rush. That would make me think, oh, I have time to throw the ball downfield. Number two, the Steelers, because of Kenny Pickett, turned the ball over. The Bronco- They didn't last week, but, but generally they have. The Broncos don't turn the ball over. So, A, you should have time to throw because the Broncos don't have a good pass rush. And B, the Broncos are not likely to turn it over, giving you a short field. So I think Kevin Stefanski is going to realize it. It wouldn't even surprise me if the first offensive play of the game was a long pass down the field. That would not shock me if it happened. I expect the Browns to be very aggressive in this game, not quite to the Baltimore level, but Mm. certainly a lot more than they've been because they want to open things up, if nothing else, for the running game. And that should happen if they take a few shots because the Broncos' run defense hasn't been good. All right, Mikey, what do you got for us?
2: Guys, if you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus you can apply online at precast.com careers to learn more. But what's up next? Coming up next, our
0: buddy Tyvus. He was here, and he is going to predict who is going to win Ohio State-Michigan The biggest game in college football of the year. Can Ohio State pull it off? We'll see. With Tyvis joins us on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show next. Welcome back. It's the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on WKYC Channel 3. Hey, if you're not watching us on YouTube, where you been? Every weekday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., We do this show on YouTube. We have a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, a great time, and a lot of Browns analysis and Guardians as Cavs as well. Make sure you subscribe to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on YouTube and hit that like button and join us. to get alerts every time we put out something live. All right. Now, Coach Tyvus, he's not a coach this time. Now he's a predictor. He's a seer of the future. Who will win Ohio State-Michigan? Let's send it to Tivus and our own Mikey
1: McNuggets.
2: Thanks, Bull. Well, we're here with our Ohio State Buckeye 2015 National Championship game. MVP It's Tyvus Powell. He never lost to Michigan. That's correct. He has four pairs of gold pants. He might have more just because he likes to dress a little crazy. But (laughs) as far as this rivalry goes, you have four pairs of gold pants. And Tyvus, before we get into this year's game, what's your favorite memory from your playing days beating up on those Wolverines. Well,
5: actually, it's 2015. It was the last time that I got to play them. Um, The reason that one was special and it's a memory of mine is because we had lost our senior night to Michigan State that year, um, and it was a big divide between the players and the coaches. Obviously, the players thought that the coaches didn't help us win our last game, and I had no idea what to expect going into that game, and it was the first time in a very long time that that team said, you know what? Forget the coaches. Forget the fans. Forget everybody. We're going to play for each other. We're going to play... my brother you my teammate I'm gonna go out here and go as hard as I can against against this team before you and we ended up beating them pretty bad so that was my favorite memory
2: now Jim Harbaugh will not be on the sidelines for Michigan in this game he's yeah. serving that three game suspension yeah. and if you can see Thomas's face he kind of <laughs> smirked there because he understands that a win may not mean as much without Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines he's beaten Buck the Buckeyes two years in a row Thomas how does that whole element change if at all yeah what this game means for Ohio State?
5: Well, not having Jim on the sideline. I mean, that's a big thing for them. Obviously, I don't know how much he does X's and O's wise, but he's a great motivator. And I, even as a former player, I wanted him to be on that sideline. But a simple fact for Ryan Day. You know, Ryan Day hasn't been able to beat him in the past couple of years. And I think the best way to overcome challenges is to face them head on. Jim Harbaugh has been in the way, has stopped you from winning the Big Ten Championship for the past two years. I wanted Ryan Day to be able to look him in the eye after the game and know that i beat you man to man now that he's not there he's going up against an interim head coach sharon moore and i just think it's not going to be the same i mean if he wins if, if ohio state wins this game people's excuses will be it's because jim harbaugh is not on that sideline and i just don't like that i don't like having asterisks next to wins
2: if ohio state is to beat michigan what has to happen on saturday
5: well, I think it starts defensively. I mean, for the last couple of years, just last year in particular, they gave up 21 points in the fourth quarter alone in that game. And it, it happened. It, yeah, no, it's, that's terrible. So they've done a really good job of fixing that. And not only did they fix it, they haven't allowed more than seven points in a in a second half of a game this year, except for against Notre Dame. Notre Dame scored 14. Outside of that, they've only given up seven the entire year from every team. So if they can continue that, obviously that will help them win this game. But I think the X factor of this game is that offensive line. If that offensive line could get pushed and get to the next level and get those blocks on those linebackers, the way Travion Henderson's been running the ball lately, I
2: think that that will help them win this game. So, Tyvus, <laughs> you didn't ever lose to Michigan. Correct. As an analyst. Yeah. Let's see if you keep that undefeated record going strong. Who wins on Saturday <laughs> between the Buck guys? the Buckeyes? Michigan.
5: Well, um, I believe the Buckeyes do win this game for the simple fact that I think that defense is legit. Um, I think that this game is one of those games where Marvin Harrison gets going. Kyle McCourt finds his confidence early on in that game. And I think it's a lot of motivation behind it. I got the Buckeyes winning this game 21-17. 21-17. That's Tyvus Powell. Bull. Back to you.
0: Thanks, Mike. Brown's predictions and headlines and Buckeyes predictions. Will they win the big game? Coming up next on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show.
6: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Welcome back to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show here on WKYC. It's now time to find out the results of the Browns game before it happens. We start off with Jason with his headline for this week. Oh,
4: this one makes my heart hurt a little Uh-oh. bit, but I oh. got to take Denver in a oh. mile-high meltdown. DTR throws two picks. Ooh. Browns lose to Broncos 20 to 10. I don't like the injuries on the Brown side of the on the defensive side of the ball for Cleveland, and I just think it's his first game on the road DTR in that environment that could be a hostile place to play. And it, it, I've said it all day, it comes down to turnovers. And I just think that they're going to struggle moving the football. And if he throws a couple of picks,
0: it's game over. Well, I can't disagree there. If he does throw two picks, the Browns will probably lose this game. I'm a little more optimistic. Mike, let's hit hit my headline here. I do. I had the Browns winning a low-scoring game last week. I got it again this week. History changed again. Newsom picks off Wilson to secure Cleveland win. I've got the Browns winning this one 17-13. I had a low-scoring game last week, again this week, guys. Uh, I think the Browns will get it done with defense. I'm glad I picked Newsom and not Denzel Ward because Denzel yeah. Ward's probably not going to play in this game. When I say history changed again, it's because the Browns have struggled in Denver.
3: Oh, Gee. we know. No. <laughs> oh, we, we definitely Obviously. know. But uh, we did not have D-T-R. At quarterback and I got the Browns I got the Browns winning again Browns riding mile high Hopkins continues his clutch kicking as Browns move to eight and three I think this is a low scoring affair I, I would pick somewhere around 20 to 17 you know last Still second Mikey. drive Hopkins kicks a, a 59 yarder to, to seal the deal Mikey how about
2: this a rated DTR victory it's more gruesome to watch than a saw movie <laughs> but we'll take it. I pick a thirteen nine win for the Cleveland Browns okay. as they also, just like G said, improve to eight and three on the all season. All right,
0: y'all put me out on an island.
2: That's yeah, all right. That's right. That's all right. Uh,
0: Tivus picked the Buckeyes to win. G,
3: are you with him? Uh, I don't know, man. I can't. I, I can't call it. I'm gonna go and. and uh, nope. I changed it in the middle to what? Get the ball to Maserati Marv. He's the hottest thing in the game. If you throw him the ball every time, you wouldn't get the dub. I'm Jason, not going quick.
4: against Cleveland and Ohio State. Give me Ohio State to beat Michigan.
3: I got Michigan winning
0: 28-21. Mike,
2: give me Ohio State 31-17. No Stallions, no chance for the Michigan Wolverines. Wow,
0: Ooh. it's bad. Ohio State better win. I hope I'm wrong with my prediction, but if I'm right, Ryan Day got has to be fired. Ryan Day and Jim
4: Harbaugh both You're in fired. The Ryan Day.
0: If you <laughs> lose to Ohio State, you better win this freaking game. Thanks, as always, for joining us. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the football, and we'll see you next time on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Peace.